It's Jax. What up, Dallas? Let's go. Martin Luther had a dream, but Freddy Krueger had a Ruger. X Malcolm hopped the picture, so now we back to the future. Now we back to these losers embracing death like they used to. Poking out they chest, but listen, son, now you leaking that future. Huh? So who's the shooter? Hum, is it your man? Or was it a fan? Or was it a stand? Hop would beg to differ. In hindsight, I bet you he said he was not a nigga. Plus, Biggie Smalls was just minding his business, yo. Smoking in Optimo. Somebody got to drop the homie Biggie. He's got to go. And they couldn't stop it, no. I wish that they could. Yeah, the world needs change, but man, I wish that we would. So out a long frown. A man home from a four pound. His blood ripples on the floor from the wall sound. His mama sitting at the wake, hoping the Lord's found. Another dead, another gone now. Damn. George Elliott said that it's best to be what you want to be Fucking do what you want to do So I do what I want to do Bet you did it to floss Bitch, I did what I wanted Bet you did it and lost Bitch, I did it and won it Shit, I'm never coming back Listen, I just want to rap Gee, I told you all of that On about a dozen tracks I don't give a fuck I just, I just, I just want to rap Spitting fire on this track Like a fucking thundercat Plus this mic is bleeding Roho This shit is a no-no Rolling in that low-low Plus I'm from that ball Need a folk, folk, smoking on my logo. Ready for the world, and we so so. Sitting with the flow, somebody got a vote, vote. Heard the lanes, and I swear they so so. Too much love for the fame just to go broke. You said think I had the rap game and the choke card. No, I think I got the whole world in a rope. Yo, gotta think of damn dog, you crazy. Is he the next Jay Z? My crystal ball is hazy. Oh, shit. So that's my fault, guys. I, I literally just uh, cut the, cut the, um, cut the feed. Sorry, guys. Sorry about that, folks. <laughs> we will fix that. Fix it in post. Uh, <laughs> welcome back to the Insanity Check Podcast. This is your host, Chris, here um, with the Insanity Check. Um, we're almost here to the end, folks. We're almost at the end of uh, the decade that is 2020. Um, we got a lot to discuss. A lot of stuff has happened since uh, the last Insanity Check. Uh, I'm being joined by my man from Three Fist Podcast, Justin. You there, Justin? Right here. And, uh, you know, it, it's. It's only fitting. It's only fitting. We're in the end game now. So yeah, listen. Um, obviously, a lot has changed since last Insanity Check episode. You guys didn't. I don't think you guys understood when 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 Aaron and I did that Insanity Check right there because it was literally maybe like a week before the election. You know, it was because it was the thirtieth. Thirtieth. It was a, it, not even a week before the election. It was like four days before the election. All right. And I've seen a lot of people say that after you know the race got called for Joe Biden that you know we should have an emergency uh, Insanity Check. Uh, well, I appreciate your enthusiasm there, guys. I feel like you guys didn't care for my mental health <laughs> for that kind of shit. Um, maybe I just do a good enough job of not showing how stressed I've been <laughs> the entire year of all this shit. Nigga, your boy was stressed. <laughs> all right? This shit was not fun. And it's still not fun. We're going to talk about the aftermath, some of the things like there. But it's like, nigga, like, <laughs> this shit has been terrible up to this point. All right? It's like, this has been... Um, the sigh of relief I finally had Saturday <laughs> when they finally called the goddamn race, you know, I know we all kind of figured it was over, I think by Thursday or Friday. Right. But like, nigga, that's some stressful shit. 
Like, I know it was so stressful because people that are like, fuck Joe Biden the entire, like, you know, the entire of all 2020 and even 2019, these motherfuckers out dancing in the fucking street. So, so I, this is how I know that we have all been sitting on pins and needles and stressed as fuck the last four fucking years if Donald Trump was president and still fucking I'm stressed. Gonna it, I'm going to keep it a buck with you. Until I see him actually leave the building. <laughs> Nigga, listen. Because there is still, not, like, I know the race has been called, and legally, Joe Biden is president-elect, right? As this man has demonstrated for the last four years, rules do not apply. Rules only apply when all sides agree to adhere to them. He has proven that he doesn't give a fuck. So he is trying his damnedest to pull off a coup, and I guess if you... If he was a smarter president, he'd probably figure out how to actually do it. But because he's so goddamn incompetent, it's, he doesn't know how to actually pull it off. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about this later on because that's the scary part, right? The scary part is right. he's given a blueprint for somebody who's actually competent to do this. And, like, and, the Republic, and the Republican Party has shown that they will literally go along with that. And I know everybody sits there and looks at the Democrats and looks at everybody on the left saying, we, why do we put up with them? Like, I mean, at points. No, there's, you know, I, I, I like to point out that, guys, you know, it's just the way this country is set up and, you know, white people, white people, just saying, you know. Like the, the, the last four years have really shown that American democracy and checks and balances are really just a gentleman's agreement. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We just, well, okay. You know. not, not even the last four years, because what Mitch McConnell did in the Senate for Obama's eight years mm-hmm. really showed that the checks and balances are really just a gentleman's agreement. And the minute one side says, nah, fuck all that, it goes out the window. Right. All right. I mean, well, and, and, and I'll, I'll be honest here. I think, you know, there's a lot that's put on American democracy about that and checks and balances. But let's be honest here. Um, society, human society is literally a lot of checks and balances and, and gentleman agreement, uh, gentleman agreements. Or general woman agreements on um, uh, uh, what's acceptable behavior, and um, again, we're going to talk a little bit about this later on because uh, you know the uh, thousand loser march is happening right now in D.C. where um, uh, these uh, MAGA protesters or whatever—I don't even know what they're doing. I don't know if they're protesting, if they're showing support. I don't know what the fuck they're doing right now. And it's not a million of them. There's literally like a, a few thousand of them in D.C. They're catching right. the coronavirus. Right. That's what they're doing. <laughs> I know, this fucker's so stupid, so goddamn stupid. Um, but if that's shown as anything, you see what happens. And like, there's a lot of things that you know we need to address uh, going forward. Um, and I, I do want to celebrate a little bit, so we were in a second. But um, there is, uh, I think, there's a lot of stuff that has to be said, and, and we'll go in more details later on. Just talking about the role of you know, for a while there, we were in, in, in the information age. I feel like we're now in the disinformation age um, because that should be what scares everybody. The fact that facts literally don't matter anymore to a huge, huge number, to enough people to cause a problem. You know, they might not be a majority at this time because Joe Biden, like, literally this election was not really close when you think about uh, American elections. I mean, he got three, 306 electoral votes, but then he's going to probably end up around seven to eight million votes ahead. Um, but as others have pointed out, Donald Trump now has the second number, second most votes in American history. Um, 
in a presidential campaign, like 72 million. Um, that's still 72 million people that decided that facts didn't matter, you know? And, um, what you're seeing, the coordinated effort right now behind the stop the steal movement and these, these idiots that are marching in DC right now, the way that you see how these lies have spread and people literally believe them, that should be enough to scare everyone. Yes, the racism and all that stuff is definitely part of that, but literally the facts that facts don't matter right now and haven't for a while should frighten everyone because how do you combat that? Right. Like how I, I talk to my dad about this a lot because he, he operates under the assumption that if you explain things to people and that if you lay out the fact, they have no choice but to accept them. And I'm having grown up on the internet, I'm like, no, you can show people the right <laughs> answer, but if they don't want to believe it, they won't believe it for whatever reason it is. If, one, if it doesn't comply with the reality they've built for themselves, they'll just reject it. Because they can find somebody who will give them that reality. Exactly. They, they can find someone to confirm that bias and confirm to the, the reality that exists for them. Yes. But you know what? Let me, let me stop. You know, uh, let's, let's, we'll save this, the, the serious talk for now. Um, and... Um, Let's congratulate uh, Joseph Cornpop Biden um, <laughs> for beating the brakes off of Donald Trump right now. Because <laughs> um, no. I, I I talked about this. Uh, we I talked to I think the last time I did a uh, uh, either a mailbag or something like that. We were talking to, to Deepon about this, and I I think it was right. It must have been the mailbag because we had talked about it. The the we had recorded that like the, the day after I did uh, the Antonio check. So it was like on on Halloween. It was on like. No, we recorded the Antonio check on 31st. So it was on November 1st, a few days before the election. I was talking to Deepom and I was like, I do not want to be in the same position I was last time with Hillary Clinton and 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 um, jinx myself. But I was like, hey, you know what? Because I'll be one about Joe Biden. And you know, this is definitely not my first or second choice um, going forward. I did not want him to run. But I was like, man, I'd be a goddamn if that old man didn't run a fucking hell of a campaign. <laughs> like... I mean, you can say what you want about this old white dude. He ran a hell of a campaign, and it worked. You know, I mean, obviously, credit goes to uh, activists on the ground, grassroots organizations, Stacey Abrams in, 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 in Georgia, you know, native voters in, in Arizona, like all that stuff, you know. And, and granted, you know, there's, you know, off the bench, got to give some credit to COVID, you know, you know, a little bit of... You know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend uh, type deal on that. Um, and, you know, Donald Trump being the worst president we've ever had in American history, which is a lot because we've had a lot of bad presidents. Um, we but, just had a... This, yeah, this, right, right, I, right. I, 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 need, I need to put in proper context how horrible Donald Trump is as president. George W. or George Bush, the sec. What do we call George? George w, w. 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 See, that, that's how long 2020 has been. I've forgotten what we call W. He was unequivocally the worst president in American history. Hands down. He was so bad that white people said, sure, black guy, fix this mess. Like, and Donald Trump was so bad that at some point towards the back half of this, this election, when we get closer and closer to the, to the election date, there were literally calls from others for the senior statesman of the Republican Party, which was W, to make a statement. And I was like, have you heard this man speak before? You talk about the guy who went in front of and said, either with me, you get me. <laughs> you know, the guy that told us that waterboarding wasn't torture in front of our eyes. What? That's the guy? 
that's the guy you guys are saying is the elder statesman of, you know, the Republican Party, the, the Republican Party is striving towards the guy that put John Roberts in as chief justice, who is the reason why the Voting Rights Act got gutted. That's the guy you guys are really that's what we're looking at right now. Really? But even then, I have to agree. Still a better president than Donald Trump. <laughs> like. After 9-11, George <laughs> W. Bush sat up there. Like, this was maybe a day or so after 9-11. Or maybe it was right after. It, it was one of his first remarks after um, everything had happened. He said, make sure you go shopping with your families. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Like, I, I don't think people remember how bad. Like, I was a, a freshman in college when, when George W. Bush was running. And again, I was just thinking about we we could have had we could have had Al Gore, right? Could have had Al Gore as a president, right? We might have had flying cars by now. Um, like I was so sh- that was my first my first uh uh feeling of the like literally epic disappointment in our political process because the entirety of the 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 campaign, the general campaign, we were like George W. Bush is literally the dumbest person we've ever seen, like. He was dumb. Like, we literally had a board uh, in college that had all the, we called it Bushisms, because Bush would say the dumbest things ever, right? And we were like, there's no way anybody would vote for who is a complete idiot. Like, he was asked about things like, you know, name some state leaders. He couldn't do it. Like, he knew absolutely nothing. The only thing he had was his, fa- his father was president at one point, was a one-term president, right? So there was, like, no way. That Al Gore, who we just had as a VP, coming off of a very successful Democratic president, there's no way that Al Gore could lose to an idiot. It's actually, I think, why I was more like, it hurt, but I still was like, eh, okay, fuck it, we're, we're doing this. When Trump beat Hillary Clinton, I was like, huh, it's not like this is the first time the, 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 the country has literally chosen a moron to run the country, who happened to be Republican, right? So... Trump is so bad that it has literally been Trump is the best thing that happens to George W. Bush's legacy that we never would have seen. Like how pissed is Jeb Bush right now? <laughs> like how Jeb Bush was the smart one. He went to the good school. He didn't have a drug problem. I'm sorry. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. That was the other thing too. That was the other thing too. That George W. Bush was like literally had uh, the the drug and alcohol problem. It was uh, his his daughters were also like it was just like again it's one of those ones. If, if that was a nigga, right? If that was a nigga, right? There was no. I mean, just I, I just because again, I, I know I got some people that might not remember just how bad George W. Bush was. I mean, and I don't talking about like you know after two thousand uh, after two thousand six when they they lost the the um uh when when. The Democrats took over the, I think, the Senate at that point and stuff like that. Now I'm talking about, and when finally after 2006, when the Republican Party started going, all right, cool, yeah, you're right. George W. Bush, George W. was was kind of an idiot, and they kind of dropped the facade at that point. But up to that point, they were just like, it, they, free, nigga, freedom fries. I remember freedom fries. We and and I say this because it's 2020, and I was talking with my god sister about this. I was like, yo, you really were five when Bush two got elected. Like, you have no context for how bad Bush was. You really don't. And then my dad's like, yeah, you have no context for how bad Reagan was. Right, right, right. You know, it's like... It, who, was the, who was before Bush? The right. president. <laughs> right. Every, every... Like, I am... Nick, listen, I am literally frightened. We should all be frightened to death 
of the next Republican president. Not just because of what they'll do policy-wise, but because these niggas is getting dumber. They are getting dumber every time. Every time they they go further and further, not just to the right, but they go further and further down the, like the intelligence scale. To the point we literally have a nigga that spent almost the entire almost an entire year of his presidency golfing. <laughs> this time. He has stopped actually yeah. stopped working. He lost the election and Trump has stopped working. He's like, fuck it. I don't want to do this no more. When did he start working? Well, I mean, <sighs> <laughs> like, <sighs> I'm, I'm so like, glad I'm, he's gone. Right. Like, I'm, maybe this is just me, but I think as a nation, we will be healed if we can actually get that visual of the U.S. Marshals showing up to the White House and escorting him out at gunpoint because he won't leave. Yeah. I like, think as a nation, we need that imagery. Yeah, it, it just, like, the fact that, again, I saw so many people just like, yes, we're going to keep the working on. And like I and, and I and I and I want activists to understand, and I wish they did this more, because I think activists really, they're the backbone of where we go. Activists and grassroots organizations that are backbone of what we do. They're how we push Democrats and those in the, you know, who are more progressive to more progressive policies. I do wish, because I saw a lot of this coming in, and I, and I wish I could tell them, yeah, you guys don't have to explain this, right? And, and I've said this all the time. I was like, I wish they would stop feeling like they need to be on all the time. And what I mean by that is it is literally okay to support Biden and re- recognize that he needs to go further and do other things. You're going to push him, right? And I feel like so many grassroots organizations and, and, and really activist progressives feel like they can't do that because it'll make them look like a hypocrite and things like that. And I'm like, no, that's not what it is at all. And nobody in their right mind really believes that. Because I saw so many of them literally trying to like say, I'm going to celebrate this for now. I just you got to give me some. I, I need I need this. And I'm just like, yeah, we all do. Like, yeah, go back to work tomorrow. Like, shit, go back to work after January, January 24th. Like, after the Georgia. Like, go back to work whenever, right? Take the win. Like, you literally, literally kicking a, a, a neo-Nazi out of the office, right? And I, and I get it. You know, going back to normal with George, Joe Biden is still bad for some other people. But you know what? It's not having a neo-Nazi in the office. It's okay right, to celebrate the win. Celebrate the win, my nigga. Like, it's, it's, it's take it. Take it. Take the win. Take the Am win. Am I going to celebrate the return of regular racism yeah, over sh- super steroid racism? You goddamn right I Nick, 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 listen. Listen. Give me the regular racism. I'm I, like, I saw so many people before, you know, in 2016 telling me like, oh, no, no, no. I'd like the more. No, you don't. You, you, and you recognize it. You know, people like Mark Lamont Hill, who finally had their first, um, voted for their first Democratic president at all the time. I'm like, really, my nigga? Really? Really? You finally got it that, you know. You know, having somebody who's basically backed by the KKK openly is a bad idea versus like the other kind of racism we deal with with white people. You know, come on. So can we talk about that? Can we talk about that? Yeah. Keep keeping keep the party theme. Can we talk about that? Yes. I want a written apology of at least four pages from <laughs> everyone who fixed their fingers, their lips, their tongues, their eyes, whatever to say that Trump and Hillary are the same, who fixed their fingers to type, voting doesn't matter, but was still at her party when Georgia flipped. Anyone that, all of you, all of you, and I'm, and I, and I'm, I'm, I'm convinced, people that actually do the work on the ground, I've noticed the trend, they don't echo those sentiments. They don't. The people that actually do the work on the ground are like, yo, this isn't the best option, but it is one of, it is one of the options in the toolbox that we have to use, right? Like this doesn't, the work we do locally doesn't matter if we don't have 
changes on a federal level and the way to do that is voting for president right like people always try to downplay voting for president because they get in their baby back emotions and they're like well i don't want to compromise my morals and vote for someone like this well they grow up right like i am so incensed that i see these people that were like oh well biden's biden in the crime bill biden and super predators and like oh georgia flip yeah i'm like why the fuck are y'all celebrating i thought this didn't matter to y'all i thought this didn't matter oh now this shit matters to you now the war is real to you now now this shit matters to you now you get it and i'm not gonna lie you get it I'm not going to lie. I feel some kind of way when those, those people that said that were men. Because to me, the only difference right now between 16 and 2020 is that Hillary Clinton didn't have a penis. Right. Because, like, I'm sorry. Like, you did you you, you needed to live through the horribleness of Donald Trump first to, to see that? Like, come on, my, my nigga. What, what are you talking about? Like, everything that Hillary Clinton said that Donald Trump would do, he did. You didn't listen to the woman who was telling you this, right? And that's not to say that, again, like again, the same thing people were saying about holding Biden accountable, doing all this stuff, the same thing you guys are going to do with Biden, you guys could have done with Hillary Clinton. Could have absolutely done that with Hillary Clinton. But we, you didn't. And I'm sorry, I feel like the only difference here is that she, she was a woman. Right. And you see, you see, you see stages of that with how they talk about uh, Kamala Harris, right? Mm-hmm. Like when, when she first ran for president, we sat here on the show and we said, look, a lot of people, Bernie bros, are going to distort her record to make her out to be somebody that she isn't. Yes, she has some problematic views, especially when it comes to sex work and sex workers rights and sex worker protection. But those views, when put through the lens of a black woman that grew up in the church, I'm like, I understand how she got to the, like, I understand how she got to where she is on those views. Her views aren't that much different than pick any auntie in the church, right? So, but they tried to make her out to be this super cop. And I'm like, no, that's not what she was. I can read, right? Like, I, I can read what her record is. I can read what she actually did. I know how the structures in California work. What y'all are saying that she did never happened. But you're buying into a bunch of tropes from admitted misogynists because it aligns with one of your other agendas. And it, it, it's the confluence of agendas here. It, it's... I'm not surprised, but... Uh, yeah, the, the the common thread here, the common thread here, as you mentioned, the misogyny. Mm-hmm. This is like you know, let's keep the, let's, let's keep the, let's keep the keep the, you know, keep the same energy. I'm just saying, like, what is the difference between what, um, what is the difference between what what you did, you said you were doing with Biden, and now, you know, people like Sean King, people like, um, uh, Sean King, you know, Mark Lamont Hill, all of a sudden. What was the difference? Like, Mark Lamont Hill, I mean, uh, like, Sean King made that pivot to Biden super quick. Like, super quick. You know, this, that it, last, it, it's, you know? It's I'm, the scene in Rogue One where your boy looks at Jen Arison and he's like, oh, now it's real to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? You lost your daddy and now, now it matters? Yeah, now right? now all of a sudden, now all of a sudden you, you, you want to be all going, okay. All right. You know, I'm just, I, I, again... You know, those are the people that I'm still eyeballing, right? Is those people that I, I don't trust because I'm like, you couldn't be trusted when people told you this to begin with, right? You know, you had all this stuff about this and that and stuff like that. And, you know, yeah. So I, yeah. So, um, but 
yeah, you know, Biden. And, and here's other thing, too. I mean, while we're talking about this, I, I think there's also this because Tim's can't just take a win. So I, there's a lot of talk about the infighting right now between the progressives and, and, and the centrists and moderates and things like that. I, I think that I guess it's me coming from from the outside looking in at just a regular voter and looking at the stuff inside. I, I think that we spend so much time like on on the left fighting over who's right versus sometimes just taking the win and, and taking lessons learn from that and realizing there's a lot more gray area. So one of those things I've seen going forward was a lot of this talk about how and you see this fight coming, you know, the that a lot of this 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 win was fueled by you know, grassroots activists, uh, um, black and brown groups, uh, and, and marginalized groups in there. And really places like Georgia and, and Arizona, Michigan, and, and obviously Pennsylvania and, and the suburbs of Philadelphia, that is absolutely true, right? Um, but I think that there is, is, is things that we miss when we look at this that way, right? Because while Democrats definitely do not need to cater to white working class voters and white voters to the tune of like they're going to win them, we cannot ignore the fact that the reason why another reason why Joe Biden won is not only did he run up in those suburbs with black and brown voters, but um, guys, he was able to maintain forty-two to forty-three percent with white voters that Hillary Clinton couldn't do, and right, you still need those votes, right? And so, what we need to have is a legitimate conversation and. The Democrats need to stop going so far to the to the, the, the side of trying to win back those voters. No, you don't need to win back white working class voters. You're not going to, right? You haven't won working class. Work, you haven't won white voters since the voter since the Voter Rights Act, right? You know, since the Civil Rights Act, right? And you're not going to because racism in this country. We just know that. But you do need to get forty to forty two percent, right? You need to maintain that forty to forty two percent because I believe that's also what what um. Uh, Obama got and then run up the scores of the vote. So that should be how you look at your fo- your focus. Should be a 40-60 split, right? Try to get 40%, 42% of those white voters with the majority of your 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 other votes coming from that diverse coalition. It's not an either or. It's not focus on one over the other, right? You need to keep that split because that is what wins elections for Democrats. Right. And I think part of that is the generational split within the party, right? Absolutely. The the current leadership structure believes that they need to center those white voters to maintain that 40% mm-hmm. versus the new incoming saying, we actually don't need to center those voters. We need to start centering our policies around, you know, pardon me, uh, the marginalized and the right those in need because in doing that those people that 40 percent will come along anyways because they agree with those policies exactly exactly so the fight that i'm more interested in is not this sort of ideological fight right because there are centrist dems that are really the only thing keeping them from being republican is they have a fundamental disagreement with what the republican brand stands for not the the core of the racism but they just disagree with mm-hmm. how republicans govern looking right? at like you joe manchin in west virginia yeah looking at you joe manchin yeah you know like right the only reason he is not a republican is because he disagrees with the republican brand but he has a lot of center left center right leaning views cool I'm more I'm not interested in that ideological fight. I'm more interested in the fight of how do they maintain this momentum? And 
again, the leadership structure believes you invest in people and get and get rally rally the party around people and personalities. Whereas the new incoming class is saying, yo, if you just focus these efforts on getting out the votes mm-hmm. and focus not so much on these personalities and these people, but on the policies of what we bring to the table and getting them out that way, that is a more, I'm more interested in that because I see the value in a personality because let's be honest, Obama won, Obama was the perfect combination of both, right? He was able to get out the vote in record numbers and he was also the perfect candidate in terms of personality, charisma, all of that. I feel like the leadership structure looked at Obama and said, cool, he won because of his charisma. And it's like, no, he won because he did the math. <laughs> like he looked at the board, did the math and said, okay, cool. If I get these people out at this percentages, I will win. And not only will I win, I will win handily. But the leadership structure only saw this charismatic dude. They didn't see all the work that he did on the back end. And I'm, I'm more interested in seeing the Democratic Party get back into getting people out to vote. It's, and focusing yeah. on, yeah. It, it's not just physically getting them to the polls. It's, Again, mail-in vo- mail-in voting was a game change. Oh, so so so, <laughs> I want to get to what you were saying right there, but I do have to say this because a lot of people are, are maybe even disheartened by how many votes that Trump d- did get, and seeing that you know this old white man and Biden got the most. Vo- what you got to realize is, and nobody's talking about this right now, it's because as, this is the first, this is the most accessible election we've ever had in our lives. Right. You had mail-in voting. You had a lot of places that had it uh, like I did early voting in a primary for I mean in the in the um, general election for the first time, and which you basically had in Maryland you have a week to vote, and you can go on the weekend, and you could you could also have mailed your vote in if you requested there was no uh, was a no excuse absentee balloting you could do here in Maryland as well and I know other places it made it even easier than that right. So even when you look at, and this is why, <laughs> this is literally why you have Stop the Steal and other stuff going on, because <laughs> it's such a funny thing. It's like one of those those those, um, those comedy sketches or something like that when people go, "I know you cheated." Well, how do you know I cheated? Because we cheated, <laughs> we cheated first. So basically, the, the the Republican Party doesn't believe that has has to believe in voter fraud, basically because they're like, "Well, we cheated so hard." To keep people from voting with all the with the Supreme Court, with the um, voter voter ID laws, with voter suppression, with uh, slowing down the mail. We did all these things to keep this voting from happening. There's no way that Joe Biden got all these. That's literally where they're going coming from on this, on the funny side of this. Um, but this is the most accessible did election in the world and, and that we've ever did had. You read, did you read the letters that the two Republican Senate candidates from Georgia wrote to the Secretary of State on official letterhead? Where no. they effectively said, "Yo, how did all these people that can't didn't allow to vote vote? Right. What are you doing? You're right. supposed to give us right. the camp special. Yeah, you were supposed <laughs> right. to give right. us the camp give me, special. Give me, give me the give me the camp special, right? And and you're right. And so what you're gonna see right now, and I think this is the biggest thing that people don't understand. Like people have been there's all this 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 talk about what what the the strategy is from not just really Trump. We know what Trump's strategy is, but why Mitch McConnell and the rest of the Republicans are backing these charges of, of voter fraud that are clearly not true. And it goes into what we're going to talk about later on, which is they know that facts don't matter and they have to do this because what Republicans are seeing right now, even though they, they kept the Senate for right now, if we continue, they know this, if they continue to allow vote by mail and this kind of accessibility with early voting and making it easier to vote, they know Republicans will never win another election. And so this is not about now. Republicans are always thinking about the future. They are thinking about 2024. 
they're thinking about this idea because right now, if if you keep if, if and, and DHS even came out and said it, this was the most secure election we've ever had. So if that's true, then why won't you keep vote by mail? Why won't you continue to make this accessible to people? And Republicans can't have that because if you do that, then they lose. And so you're seeing right now this ability, this, this attempt to change the hearts and minds of people in the local level and to believing the lie that there is that this is not secure, that this is that this is bad and that there was voter fraud because it's the only way they can continue this because if local legislators start allowing more and this is expanding to more states, they know they'll never win because they cannot win the numbers game and the only way they win is by voter suppression. And so going to what you were saying, you know, about um, you know, this fight you know, right now in, 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 of, of, is it the personalities or, you know, the go TV campaigns, right? Cause like, that's basically what, again, people so underplay, I don't know how they underplay this, that the get out to vote campaign that Obama ran, that modernized one was amazing. And it seems like, to be honest, the Republicans are the only ones that seem to understood that. <laughs> and they, not only did they, they, they obviously did voter suppression, but they also worked on their get out the vote campaigns as well. Um, Yo, they were so terrified of Obama's get out the vote machine that the first thing that they did when Obama took office was dismantle Acorn. That was yes. the first thing they did because they yes. said, oh, no, we can't have this. It can't yes. be this. Yes, because you see how I, you, you, you see how I mean, Georgia shows you and what, what Stacey Abrams and all those groups down there did that you see what happens when you get a activated on the ground. And so, you know, I, I was seeing a lot of this back and I, and I, I'm, I'm, on, uh, you know, Joe Biden's campaign came out and said that, you know, they were asked like, what did you guys do? They were like the last couple of weeks we turned off, we got off of Twitter. And I think a lot of people were thinking about the, the thing that they were like, they, they were, they were trying to shut out the progressive. No, it's like, because even both everybody on the, a lot of people on the left and Dems and the left were trying to make it seem like it was going to be a blowout. And, and, and from the beginning, Joe Biden in the campaign was like, no, this is way closer than you guys think. Um, and I think that getting off of Twitter and getting off of social media allowed them to kind of focus on their internals and do those kind of things and put people where they need to put them in those times. Because remember, I mean, I, I think at one point, didn't they send Obama to Georgia at one point? It's like they they saw things that that other people weren't thinking about. You know, a lot of people were thinking about Florida and they were like Georgia. You know, a lot of people were thinking right. about, you know, a, a Florida again and they were like or North Carolina and they were like, well, Arizona. Right. So I think that that's that's where that happened. But I'm seeing a lot of this. I, put this. I don't always agree with AOC and some of the things she says. And I think that I think she's out of all the Justice Democrats. I think she's the most more reasonable one Um out of that, and I remember seeing her interview she did with Jake Tapper, and a lot of Repul a lot of um, the more moderate or non non you know leftist side of um, on Twitter were like going at AOC and saying that you know why is she doing that? Why is she attacking the internal party? Why is she doing all this? And I was like, well, first of all, um, it was the moderate Dems who leaked that audio first, so she's responding to that. So you can't get mad at somebody responding back to claims from somebody who was more moderate claiming that making these blanket statements. Right. And for me, and I've said this before, I think that the problem with the Dem has always been that it's a really big tent and people want to be more right than anything. 
And so that 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 discussion between some of the moderate Dems where they were on the line and talking about some we can't run and defund the police, we can't never want to hear the word socialist again and blah 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 blah. Um, there is truth in and and lies in, into that, right? And I've said this before, like defund the police is not something that I, that I think a lot of red state or more moderate Dems can run on. You know that slogan. That's a slogan for for grassroots organizations and activists, and some some really blue like AOC district candidates. They can run that. Where I disagree with these um, these moderate Dems who are in these red states and saying that you know uh, like it was it Abigail Spanbaker and and um, Berger in uh, Virginia and things like that is, and even the Joe Mansions right, is this idea of fine you can't run on the slogan but can you run on the ideals underneath it. There was um, somebody did a I can't remember who it was and I forget forgot to save it. But somebody did an exit interview with uh, some some voters after I can't remember what state it was. It was like one of the swing states, and they asked them like if they supported defund the police, and they're all like just like ninety percent of them said like hell no, we don't support that. But then what they did was interesting thing, something that we've always seen. They went in and explained what those those those, those policies are, right? Explain what actually is defunding the police, right? Reallocating funds away from police, putting those money more into education and social services and things like that. And what you found is like that 90% uh, that were against it, all of a sudden, while they weren't for defunding the police, that 70% of them were for all those policies, right? And of course, there were still some people that were just like, wait, I see what you're doing. That's still defunding the police. I don't support that. That's like that 30%. But what you see is that, and it happens all the time when you talk about things like Medicare for All and all these other ideas, when you hear people say things like they don't support it, but then when you actually talk about the uh, the ideas, it's like when we talk about universal health care, people are like, I don't want socialized medicine. And then when you explain what it is, they're like, yeah, I, I want that shit, right? They don't like the words. So my so, thing to... Hmm? So here's the wild thing about that, the exit interview you're referring to. Those were Trump supporters. Yeah, those were Trump yeah, voters. Yeah, yeah. These, these were, they, yeah, they, they were not even support, they were voters. They still voted for Trump, right? So they, right. they, they interviewed voted for Trump that agree right. in principle, right? With defunding the and, police. And so, so what I say to these moderate Democrats as they, they, because, because when I watch, because I was one of the ones I actually watched what AOC was saying, and she was, she, and this is why I say she's one of the more reasonable ones. I get that sometimes she does push a little too far, and some of the things she says, I'm just like whatever. But like when we were talking about like when when Joe Manchin put that tweet out and she responded back with a, an image of her like staring at him and I'm like he deserved Which that was Joe hilarious, by like, the way. right it was hilarious and I'm like well guys Joe Manchin yes we need him but Joe Manchin's an asshole so like yeah we right, need like, him like, like, like let's, 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 one of the what Joe Manchin did yeah so defund the police no Democrat ran on defund the police yeah nobody did this nobody did that is an that is a Joe Biden ground activist slogan. That is not Democrat policy. That is an activist slogan. Not only, not, only right did, yeah, not only did Joe Biden not run against defund the police, but then in that same exit interview we were talking about, fifty percent of the police uh, of the of the the the, uh, the voters still said we still feel like he like underneath he still kind of did though. And I'm like, so you, you, you see, you don't have to, you don't have to, you don't have to run on it, but like people know what you mean by criminal justice reform, right? It's like different words. You right. Well, the the, the other thing is so. That, that one politician didn't say it. What happened then was the right jumped on it and said, cool, we can tie this to Democrats and we can make Democrats, we can make Democrats denounce this, right? The game they're playing there is this game that they always play when it comes to social progress. They tie it explicitly to race through dog whistling, right? How you feel about defund the police is a direct reflection of how you feel about black people. Yes. 
like I, I can't help but look at this through the same lens of the Civil Rights Act, right? Like in quarantine, I've done a lot more reading and did a lot more just talking with people that lived through the era and the conversations being held around defund the police. Like my dad was saying, yo, this is like, this is no different than what they were saying when Martin was like, hey, can we vote? Right, like the, the the discourse is the same. It is all tied to how you feel about black people. So you're not going to change. So you're you're not going to change the core's mind by uh, explaining or finding different words. They'll just they will just find another way right. to tie it to how they feel about black people. Right. And what AOC was saying is, if they're going to feel that way anyways, cool. You can get a better slogan, but the policies we kind of all agree on the policies. Let's find a better way to say that. Right. That was our interview. She said, and I'm like, you guys didn't, you guys are pulling out pieces of our interview, but you guys are, and you, you, they put on the piece where she was defending herself because she was literally, they were literally attacked, right? And, right. And, 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 and they missed it all the parts where she was basically saying that, like, no, like, I'm telling them, hey, you can't run on that. That's fine. You need to run for your people. That's fine. Let me show you how to work that on the ground movement to get to the, and even then I'm like, let's think about this. You mean to tell me, so a couple, um, like like two or three shows ago, I was talking about that the basically that minority report program down in like Tampa, where they're basically I don't know if you remember that it was like where they're basically doing pre crime, where they're yes. har- harassing them, and a lot of those people were also white, right? It's not like just black people; it's like white people. You mean to tell me that you can't, as a moderate dim, go to those people and say, "Hey, listen, you know, you know, I'm for." Um, uh, small government, meaning we stop giving money to the police that harass you and your family. You mean to tell me you can't you can't turn the Republican words against them to really say defund the police, but still use those Republican words of small government? Because guess what, local police departments are actually government, right? So we're, we're for small government, right? I'm for putting more money into your pockets and not money into police who are buying things like armored cars to harass you and your family. You mean it, like? You mean to tell me the hillbillies out there in, in the in the in the in the hills are for the police? They're fucking not. You know they're not, right? They're against and black people, but you can turn that shit to use it what you need to do. The fact of the matter is, these these Democrats though, who are saying they're not for, they don't want to do that because, like you said, right. and, some of them are. And that's why Joe Mention needs to get dunked on because yes. he, without provocation, nobody asked him. He could have just sat there and ate his damn food. He said, defund my butt, defund the police. We need the police and blah, blah, blah. He said, I'm going to score some easy points. My dude, you're not going to score easy points. The points you're scoring with are people that we're going to, we're either A, going to vote for you anyways, or B, never going to vote for you in the first place. We're not changing anyone's mind with that. Quick quick question. Did, 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 um, Did West Virginia vote for Joe Biden? Uh, let's go to the map. Let's go to the map. Did West Virginia vote for Joe Biden? I'm going to go out on a limb here and say they did not vote. I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm literally asking, like, uh, uh, no, they did not. They, they did not. Um, let's see. Let me, let me, let's see what, maybe it was close. Maybe it was close. Let's, let's see what the see what, what it was. Let's, let's see how uh, close it was here. Um, Trump 68.6% and Biden 29.7%. So, um, so, uh, uh, Joe mentioned, um, I want you to, uh, I don't know, shut the fuck up. You can't even deliver your own goddamn state to the Democrats. So, So, yeah, you're basically running as a logic. Is he saying I got to pander to keep my seat? 
Is that is that the game he's playing? Because if and, that's if the game you're playing is I got to pander to keep my seat, then what good is your seat? That, well, that and shut the fuck up. Right. Like, I, I'm fine. Hey, look, look, I'm fine with that. Then shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck well, up. No, it, like, nope. If you have to pander and do pander votes to keep your seat, then you're just like true. It's no different than having a Republican in the seat. Mm-hmm. If we can't count on you to hold us down when it's time to be held down, then what, and, what's the point of you having and, the seat? And and again, if you can't find like all these things like you know and and again i i, I say this also on the left that sometimes on the left like we, the bernie bros were, were big on this of the purity politics of, of saying certain things so it's like medicare for all we got to run on medicare for all if you're not for medicare if you don't say medicare for all then you're not doing it and it's like well yeah maybe sometimes the, that medicare for all won't won't go because again people wrongly so associated with socialized medicine and all this other stuff but you know what does work you know what we've we've we've, we've seen focus groups on what the reason why Trump and everybody else can't get rid of the ACA, you know what they fucking love? You know what people fucking love? Protecting pre-existing conditions. Protecting those who have pre-existing conditions. That goes through the fucking roof. So all you, and here's the thing, guys. If you're if, if you're going to have a healthcare bill that protects those with, with pre-existing conditions, guess what you're going to have to fucking do? Make sure everybody has fucking healthcare. You're going to need a, it's, it's a backdoor way in to universal healthcare. Like, I don't need the words. I don't need you to agree and everybody agree with the same strategy of how you get there. But your people on the ground support these things. And that's what a lot of people on the left do say. And AOC wasn't saying you have to run and say the things that we say. Some of these things are things that are activists on the ground and they only work right in some of these urban areas. But you can get 40 to 42% at a national level, especially if you're running for Senate and you're running for president, you can get 40 to 42% of the white vote by explaining what, by running on what those policies do, maybe not the slogan. And your inability to do that is what's going to fuck Democrats up. You know, that is your, like nobody's really, no, you're fighting the Republican game. Nobody is really arguing about, and nobody's running on defund the police. They're running on police reform. They're running on, like, Joe. when you look at Joe Biden's whole thing of, and this is why I also say Joe Biden ran such an amazing campaign, is for, he's going to be the oldest president we've ever had. He's obviously an old white guy. And Joe Biden has done something that I didn't think I'd see an old white guy do. I didn't think was possible. And that is admit a mistake and then try to correct it. Like, if you know old white men, they don't do that shit. Look at Bernie, right? Bernie will never admit that he lost two... Two general, uh, two primary campaigns because he refused to listen to anybody else but himself, right? Old white men do not listen, do not admit they were wrong, do not listen. Um, Joe Biden has admitted that the crime bill was a mistake, and his whole function on criminal justice reform is to try to correct that mistake. And I'm not saying that it's the most progressive plan in the world and that it's all perfect and there's not huge gaping problems with it, right? But it's an attempt, right? And a lot of those things still fall in the line of what people are asking for when you look at some of the calls for defunding the police there's still some things in there we don't want like more police training and things like that it's like yeah yeah, yeah, don't give more money to police we don't need that but some of the other things are there right that's what we need he's running on health care he's running on protecting pre-existing conditions he literally took basically what was medicare for all and called it i don't know what it was the joe biden plan or something I, i can't remember what he called it but it's just this is like that's basically just medicare for all with the public option what are you doing like that's he just rebranded. Yeah. You just rebranded. I'm like, that's what you guys do. That that is the that is the plan. You don't piss off. That way you 
again, it's, and I hate saying in the middle because people think automatically think moderate and think centrist, but it's literally, you appease that 40 to 42%, you still give enough for that 60% that you need out of those marginalized groups that wins you elections. That's all you need to do. You know, the left is saying, people on the left are saying, don't forget the people that got you here. You flip Georgia, you know, because of people on the ground. You know, maybe you didn't run on defund the police, but you ran on a, on progressive policies. You know, forget the slogan. You ran on those progressive policies. Don't forget that shit. It is what it is. Like, you, you got to, I, I don't understand why this is so hard. I don't understand why we're playing into the, the GOP's hand of arguing about, you know, whether we, we, you know, Democrats support defund the police or not. Like nobody's ever asked them to. You know, I also feel like that's a uniquely Twitter phenomenon. It, it like, is like that, that. That is. Don't forget the people on the ground, not the people on Twitter. It, I, I feel also, like that purity politics thing is a uniquely social it, media it phenomenon. Because that, that, that's not real. Like that's not real life. You are not going to find a human being that is 100 percent pure in their politics. You're no. not because we're human beings. We exist in the real world. We don't exist in vacuums. Yeah. Right. Like what what works on the ground in Georgia may not work on the ground in Florida for different realities, different right. reasons, and people, different lived experiences. Because people, like, folks had to go outside. And it, it hit me that folks don't go outside when I saw on Twitter someone was saying that the 80s weren't that bad because the, the, the thing with the crime bill is, yo, the crime bill was a response to the rampant crime that was happening as a result of Ronald Reagan pushing crack into the black communities, the crack epidemic, all of that. It was like, well, it really wasn't that bad. It wasn't like it was New Jack City out here every day. And I'm like, oh, you chose never went outside. Got it. Like straight up, they never went outside. Yeah. Yeah. It's like because I'm I was born in 86. I have family members directly affected on all sides of the, the crack epidemic spectrum, whether it was um selling, whether it was violence related to the procurement of whether it was related to addiction to like, I, I've seen all sides of the spectrum. Yeah. It was that bad out there, nigga. Like, <laughs> yeah. And that's not saying that again, there weren't, there weren't problems with that bill and that, that needed to be corrected. Oh, no, the, the bill was ass, but having lived through that time period and talked to actual people that were outside during that time period, I understand how we got there. It was ass and it put faith in a system to do the right thing. And that system was like, what do you mean? do the right thing i just see more black people to punish mm-hmm. right yep i'm not gonna i'm not gonna entirely blame black people desperate for a solution to something that was literally devastating our communities like i, I don't think people understand like it wasn't just the crack that was killing the black community it was all the crime surrounding the crack that was killing the black like mm-hmm. it was a fucking epidemic it wasn't just the addiction like i said it was the selling of it the violence around the selling and procurement of it. Like it, it, the ship was pretty fucking bad out there. Right. But these children weren't outside and they don't, they don't want to listen to God. I sound like such an old man saying, if y'all want to listen to your elders when we were telling you like, nah, man, shit was wild out here. Yeah. I mean, it, right. In, like in, the, the, right. There, there were certain neighborhoods in DC, right? Like the Southeast of the eighties is not the Southeast of Oh, nigga, today. you don't know, nigga, you don't go to Southeast. Like even today, <laughs> even, a, even today you go to the Southeast, you're like, wait, there are white people live there? 
Really? Yo, yo. <laughs> like, why they put a fucking jazz bar <laughs> on that little harbor they're trying to build out there? They're trying to make it like their own version of Inner Harbor. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. we we really lost. Yeah. They didn't. Well, but it also, but they also showed you the line right of of how all this stuff is related. So. Yes. You had the crime bill that then used that to crack down on black people and then and then literally leads to gentrification, right? Like, this is how all this stuff links together. The other thing, too, I'll say this about, you know, the idea of one of the biggest problems facing the Democratic Party with what, why you have these fights for things like these, these, these red districts where you have somebody who is a moderate or conservative Democrat, if you will, which feels like, why? Why are you a conservative Dem? It's because of gerrymandering. Right. Like the way that these which should be illegal, the way they draw up these they've carved up these districts so that, you know, again, the fact that Joe Biden only wins. I mean, I say only because it's technically a blow because it's what Trump said when he did it. He got 306 electoral votes. But by the time this all counted, this man is going to end up with close to 80 million votes and might be eight to nine million votes ahead of Trump. And it still feels like it was a close election. He's going to have 8 million more votes. Right. Like, it's not even, like, this is, like, when you think about it, when you put it to that, like, he's at close, he's, he might, by the time we're done with it, he might cross over into officially be at 51%. You know? Which is, again, mandate, as far as I'm concerned. You know, 306 electoral votes, 51% of the country. Like, when you look at this way, and then you still look at that, how they did, and when you, when you add up all the votes that the, um, Democrats got in in their Senate campaigns versus how many d- votes re- Republicans have gotten, and you see that somehow Democrats have still have a dis- are at a disadvantage when they've gotten way more votes than Republicans. Like this country is way more left than you would think it is because of our population to where we're at. And this is also why you saw the panicking coming from the from from the right when they started realizing that. Those mail-in ballots were going to turn the like. If you were, if you, if you understood where the mail-in ballots were coming from by the time about Wednesday afternoon, I was, I was, I went to bed early on Tuesday. I was like, I'm not doing this again, right? I knew, I already knew that it wasn't going to call, called early. I was like, I'm going to bed. So I woke up on Wednesday, and by the Wednesday afternoon, I was like, I could see the trends. I was like, he might actually do this. Um, Friday I was off, and when I think Friday is when he took the lead by like a couple thousand votes, a couple hundred votes. And like 300 votes in Pennsylvania, I was like, oh, it's over. Right? Because I was like, oh, all the outstanding votes are in deeply blue areas like Philadelphia and Allegheny County. I was like, oh, he's won Pennsylvania. Right? And so it took them, and I understand why, um, you know, news organizations took a little bit of uh, time before then. I think once that they saw where the votes, I think they could have called it Friday once he took the lead in, in Pennsylvania. I think it would have been hard for them to call it before then if you started seeing that Trump was, again, ahead as many as 200,000 votes. If you had called it from him there, even though you knew the trends were going in a way for Joe Biden to win with where the outstanding votes were, again, the calls for you know um, voter fraud would be even louder because then people can't do math. Once he, once he overtook, and you could see that it was just mathematically impossible for him to catch up where those outstanding votes were, I think they could have called it. Um but like well, this is one time this is one place where corporate media greed worked in our favor they saw that it could be a horse race and they said well let's just play this horse race as long as we can right and 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 because like traditionally like they probably would have called it early but they said wait we could extend this for another couple of days get more ad money get more revenue yeah run that back 
Yeah, I mean, and, and I think, I think, I think, I think some of it is that, but I also think that at this point that they were also seeing ahead to where we're at now with this disinformation and the fact that had, you know, as much as I, I, I despise what the mainstream media did to kind of lead to the rise of and, 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 and kind of coddle, um, not even kind of coddle, uh, Trump from his primary uh, from all the way from 2012 all the way to I want to say about mm, 2018 right the last two years though the mainstream media has started doing a little bit better job of calling out his lies to them and of course that only came because they started getting attacked themselves right so part of me does believe it is definitely corporate greed and the fact that they can stretch it out but I think another part of me and I and maybe just me giving them too much credit also believes that they wanted to be as transparent as possible about how they were getting those numbers so that it could be easier to combat the lies that they knew were going to come. Because I think if there's one big lesson that we're going to learn, we can talk about the lessons of the post-op of, of Dems not winning the Senate yet and, and, and losing some seats in, 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 um, in the House and all this stuff. I think the biggest lesson we could have all have learned over the last four to six years needs to be and what we talked about at the beginning of this podcast is the dangers of letting lies grow. If you do not cut off a lie at its knees, at its beginning, it's too late. Even with, I mean, Facebook is still notoriously slow, but they took down some of those Stop This Deal accounts. Apparently, it's still reached 2 million people before they even got to that point. 2 million people got disinformation about voter fraud. I'm, I'm glad to see that other mainstream media uh, uh, outlets finally calling out Fox News and the, personal, the, the late night personalities on Fox News for how they are literally making things up and lying to their millions of viewers about voter fraud. You know, if you do not cut this off. So uh, part of me, you know, seeing them go through the, the numbers and, and showing, okay, these votes are coming from this place and we're waiting on these votes and explaining how the vote counting was happening. The reason why Pennsylvania is taking so long is because the, 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 the Republicans in the state legislature asked, uh, forced a rule where the votes could not be counted until after election day. Like going through that information and putting that information out there, I think needed to happen at that level. And again, I'm not saying it, it, it would have convinced some of the hardcore people. But I think that the news organization at that time finally got something right in the fact that you cannot just brush this off as a, a handful of people. You cannot brush this off as, oh, that's fine. No, just some idiots that don't know, don't, don't matter. No. <clears throat> 72 million people. <clears throat> 72 million people voted for a man who is directly responsible for almost a quarter million people dying due to COVID because he had no plan. Um, and still has no plan. And still has no plan. Has decided, let them eat cake. He's literally on some let them eat cake type shit now. You know, um, 72 people, million people voted for a man who is openly racist <clears throat> and put openly racist people in his administration and told and told an, an openly white fascist uh, uh, neo-Nazi group like the Proud Boys to stand back and stand by. 72 million people voted for that. 72 million people may not believe QAnon but they know that their president has supported and pushed those conspiracy theories and said, eh, it's okay. No, you have to combat. You cannot let that slide. 
For I mean, think about it. You know, how long did it take the media to, to realize that QAnon supporters were a threat? Yeah. And, Way too long. I can't help but view this through through the lens of, of if this had been any other pigmented radical sect. Oh. <laughs> right? Like it, it a lot of the, the QAnon pass was given because we give white people the benefit of the doubt. And they were given the benefit of the doubt, even though these were the people that ran up into a pizza shop and almost shot up everyone. I, 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 I got to remind people, like at that point, the QAnon people should have been, it, it, it already, at that point, it was already too late. But Pizzagate should have been the yeah. moment with the, 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 with, when the, the, the mainstream media and, and, and everybody had said, oh, no, these people are real. Because that guy could have killed somebody. And now they have someone on in Congress. Mm. So, you have to the the my favorite line from The Dark Knight, um, is when they're all at the all the mobster head families are at that little IHOP place, and the the ambiguously Eastern European one is like, "You have to solve the real problem. You gotta solve the real problem. That's the problem right there." So the, the by combating this misinformation, not letting it spread, what the trap Facebook fell in. Well, not the trap. This is by design. Mark Zuckerberg is one of these. He's the prototypical libertarian tech bro that believes got to hear both sides. He leans specifically towards one direction, but he's like, you got to hear both sides, guys. Like, I'm just putting the information out there. People can decide for themselves, no matter how damaging it is. And it also helps him out because it generates traffic. And the more traffic the site generates, the more money he gets. Jack was also in that camp until it started hitting his pockets personally. He was like, oh, no, no, it can't be this. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, Jack was warned about this. I want to say it really, he was warned about this from the beginning, but it really hit a fever pitch when Gamergate started. Oh, I was going to say, it was around Gamergate. Because, again, the number of people that didn't see the straight line between the Gamergate Comics Gate, even the Snyder Cut shit. Yes, I said it. They didn't see the straight line between all this stuff and where you're getting these alt right trolls. It's like this goes way deeper than people think. This is this is this is what you're combating. This is what you're dealing. The anti S I the anti S J W folks. It's all related because it yeah. starts talking about and- it starts talking about something that's so innocent, video games and movies and and and, and entertainment. And then all of a sudden, and even think about Gamergate, right? Gamergate was ethics and gaming journalism, right? Which which leads you to start questioning journalists. It leads you to start questioning if the the media is telling you the whole truth. And now you have those some of those same people telling you that you can't that the media called the election and the media can't be trusted because they are the ones that called the election, not the math, not the facts, not the votes, but the media called the election, so they can't be trusted. The media, because the media lies all the time. Straight line. Yeah. And the only, well, not the only way, but one of the best ways to combat this is when you see the lies coming, you, because you're not worried about the people that already believe, right? The, the, there's a line in Thank You for Not Smoking where the kid and um, Harvey Dent are getting ice cream, right? And he says, Cool. You want to know what I do? This is what I do. What's your favorite ice cream? And the kid says, Vanilla. He says, What? How can you not? How can you say such terrible things about chocolate? Chocolate ice cream is the best, and I believe in freedom of choice. Blah, 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 right? And the kid's like, but you didn't convince me that your ice cream is better. He said, I didn't have to. I just convinced everybody that you were wrong. 
that's what you have to stop. It's not about the way the, these campaigns work. It's not about getting the people that already believe. It's about putting the information out there for susceptible people to look at it and say, hey, maybe this thing has a point. I'm seeing it proliferated so often. Maybe there's something to it. You have to stop the proliferation. Mm -hmm. That's it. You just have to stop the proliferation. Once you see, like, once once those stop and steals started popping up on Facebook, they needed to be shut down immediately. And the people that started it banned. That is the only way to stop it because as more people see it, they start to say, "Hey, maybe there's something to it," and now they're swept up in it. Mm -hmm. Same thing with GamerGate. the The minute GamerGate started. Anyone in the industry could have told you, oh, this isn't real. This is about a singular person who was upset that his girlfriend dumped him. Like, at its core, that's what started Gamergate. This dude was salty that his girlfriend dumped him. Once that became a parent, which was day damn one, no one should have treated this as a serious thing, and it should have just been shut down from jump saying, no, this isn't real. But because, gotta hear both sides, it was allowed to proliferate and become into... HBO and AT&T about to lose. They're admitting $70 million, but they're going to lose so much more oh, on the Snyder Cut. Oh, oh, oh wait. <laughs> a preview of the next mailbag, because again, the Snyder Cut just, is just... We can't get to a mailbag without the Snyder Cut. Some news from the Snyder Cut coming. Apparently, there's only four minutes of new footage. <laughs> no, so okay. Okay. I read that article. I believe Zack Snyder. I'm going to tell you why I believe Zack Snyder. In his mind, all the stuff he's creating isn't new. They're oh, no, not new no, I know, ideas. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Right? I know. If, if you look at it through the warped lens of Zack Snyder, this is a new footage. I have the idea for this already. Then why is it costing $7 million? Oh, it wasn't finished. What right. do you mean it wasn't finished? Well, I hadn't filmed it yet. Right. So it's new footage. No, no, no. I already had it planned out. <laughs> God damn it, yo. But no, I mean, but no, you're right. I mean, it's, I, I think I brought this up before. Like, um, one of one of uh one of the um the sets that uh Bill Burr has right is um he's talking about how it's 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 everybody's job to take care of the next Hitler right it's like how everybody needs to have like a little piece of chloroform in their in their in their, in their front pocket so that when you hear somebody going on these pills you just pull it out you get behind them and you you put them to sleep and that's it right because like because if you don't do it what happens is you get that one person ranting about something like this you know and it might be ten people online. Nine of them go, what the fuck, and just ignore it. But that one person goes, hey, this guy's saying something. Now there's two of them. Now those two people go out there, it, it grows exponentially. And that's what's happened with this. You have to cut it off the knees with, with the facts. You also have to, and they've started doing this more. I know they did this with uh, uh, Steve Bannon, Bannon recently, deplatforming. Deplatforming works, guys. Yeah, it, it absolutely works. works. This is why, there's a reason why all these um, Republicans and people are, are mad other kind of stuff, you know, and you start seeing when it could happen. Like once it became clear that Trump wasn't going to win the election, all of a sudden you couldn't read his Twitter feed anymore because uh, Twitter had put so many different uh, uh, blocks on it because he was spreading misinformation. And I'm like, you guys could have done this the entire time. Right. But they did. They didn't want to do it because they know it works. Right. They, they were profiting off of yeah. the traffic that it generated. Yes. And the minute you take it away, right. that's less traffic. And like you said, Jack was like, fuck it, I got to do it. You know, and not not giving him credit for that because you had the dragon kicking the screen, but at least he did it right. Mark Zuckerberg still over going like, well, guys, I know that Steve, I know that Steve Bannon like basically called for the beheading of, 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 of Dr. Fauci and other people, but 
it didn't technically uh, uh, you know validate enough of our policies that we completely deplatform and off our off our thing. Technically, like it's not really meeting. Like it's that kind of bullshit. But you know what it's all about? It's about the numbers. It's about the yeah. ad ad waste. Like yeah, you, you you shut down those groups, but it generated how many how, how much how many views for you? Two million. You ain't gonna turn that down. That's your model, you know. And so that to me. Is the thing that we're saying, you know, they, they have the, I call it the thousand loser march right now because they're, it's supposed to be this million MAGA march in, in, in DC right now to like, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know if they're protesting, I guess they're protesting voter fraud that doesn't exist um, or in stopping the steal and all this other stuff. One, it's not even close. It's like maybe a few thousand people. Like you're, I, we, I can see the numbers. And somebody made a good post on Twitter that basically said the Trump administration is going out the way they came in, lying about crowd numbers. And I'm like, damn, that's good. Because remember, they, good they, they, they lied about the inauguration numbers that you could clearly see. And they're lying about this now. Because uh, Kaylee McEnany, who I swear to God, we talked about, we were talking, we spent a lot of time talking about George W. Bush in the 2000 election. One of those, one of, one of the, the um, I'll call it the frothy after effects of those those 2000 politics has popped right back up on CNN. And that's Rick Santorum. And I can't express how angry I am that Rick Santorum is sitting on CNN discussing things because Rick Santorum is a zealot. He is a homophobic, transphobic, super conservative piece of shit. And... The fact that CNN has them, this is why the media still has problems. The fact that CNN has them on some kind of rational Republican voice should tell you everything you need to know about the Republican Party. And I bring this up because, and they've already started doing this with Anthony Scaramucci, Sean Spicer, and other people. I swear to you, we should not allow the media to bring any of these Trump people onto their networks as some kind of, you know, talking head, political analyst, or anything like that. Kaylee McEnany should never have another job on a reputable anything ever again. Send her to OWN, send her to Newsmax, whatever. Hell, you can even send her to Fox News. Fuck it. She might even be too radical for Fox News. Kaylee McEnany, McEnany is... She makes... Who was... Uh, what was it? Uh, was it Sarah Sanders? Who was the, who was the first lying lying press secretary that Trump had. Yeah, I think it was Sarah Sanders. Sarah Sanders, right? She makes, she makes Sarah Sanders looks like like you know, a truth telling Pinocchio. Like I just I she, she literally came out and was like, "Look, thank you for the millions of supporters and we're literally looking at the numbers going like there's nowhere near a million. It's nowhere near 10,000. It's maybe maybe 6,000 people in those crowds." Maybe you get the 10. Nowhere near 100,000. Nowhere near half a million. Definitely nowhere near a million. But we're seeing the numbers and we're looking at the picture and she's literally going, it's a million people. With a straight face. She's telling us that there are there's voter fraud. I, I love the, Matt, Matt Gates. I hate this dude so much. He's such a typical radical Republican. Retweeted Tucker Carlson. And remember now, Tucker, there was a, there was a, uh, 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 I think it was a lawsuit or something like that, where in court, Fox News argued 
that Tucker Carlson cannot be sued for being liable because nobody was supposed to take his show seriously. It was all an act. They argue. I got. I'm going to find the exact thing they said about that. They argued this in court, and I bring this up because a Senate member of Congress retweeted Tucker Carlson and used that as evidence about uh, 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 um, dead people voting. Um, and somebody actually went out and actually talked to the dead voter. The two, two of the, two of the four people they had talked he had mentioned, two of them are actually very, very alive because he had facts wrong. City member of Congress retweeted that and then went on a bunch of news argue, uh, news shows arguing the fact that they had proof of voter fraud. Um, so, yeah, here we go. So, Tucker Carlson wins defamation lawsuit after Fox News argues his viewers, viewers know to watch his show with some skepticism. A federal judge dismissed a defamation lawsuit that former Playboy model Karen McDougal uh, uh, filed against Fox News last year because reasonable viewers watched Tucker Carlson's show with an appropriate amount of skepticism according to the decision. In the filed lawsuit in December 2019 alleging Carlson defamed uh, Madugal uh, during a, a segment that aired on the Channel One uh, Channel One last year, early last year. Um, the lawsuit. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 let me see if I can go. Fox News requested the case be dismissed. In support of its argument, the channel said that Carlson's show served as an opinion as opinion commentary, and that and the, and uh, that is not reasonably understood as being factual. They argue that they know that his show is not factual and that he's on the air spreading things that are not factual. And you have a president? A sitting member of Congress and a president watching religiously, taking it as gospel. Defund facts Fox News. I'm sorry. I'm they should not exist. They should not be. That's not a new. That's not a media organization. And and, and I'm saying that knowing that during it's so funny. I, I during the that Friday before, right? First of all, Fox News being the first one to call Arizona is still hilarious to me, and that, that it pissed Trump off so much. I love it. But during the day, I was watching as the daytime Fox News, not the morning, because the morning crew, the the Fox and Friends people are still idiots. They're complete fucking morons. I never, yeah, they're just complete fucking morons. Um, but the 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 normal daytime crew, though, it was funny watching them actually like fact check people and and like in real time and defend their decision to call Arizona early. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I was watching them going like, wait, are they? Are they? Oh wait, no, they're they're actually like at one point they um. Uh, they were combating. I think it was. I think it was Kaylee Mac. I think I have this post on my Facebook. I gotta see if I can. I can pull it up where they real time were just like, but Kaylee, that's not. You're you're saying that the Trump. You're saying that they, they the the vote shouldn't count, but they legally voted. Like that's. She's like, no, no. I mean, but and she was like, it, it was it was just. And I'm like, I'm watching Fox News. I'm like, it's Fox News. So knowing that they can actually do this at any point, they just choose not to. There you go. I got the clip. So hold on, let me see if I can play this. Again, this is this is from Fox News themselves. 
So let's see if I can go back here. Turn on. Are counted on election day, so we are fighting for the American people to know sooner rather than later. We want the but votes Kaylee, to be counted. But we always have had provisional ballots and military ballots, things that, that get counted later. The, the, the votes have to be in by November 3rd. That was what their state legislature and their court system postmarked. agreed to, that it had to be postmarked by November 3rd and then counted. So the voting is happening on election day. It's just how long it takes it, to get them counted. Three days. In, in Pennsylvania, they want to extend arrival for three days after. And the legislature, you're right, determines the time, the manner, and the place in which an election happens. And we believe if we go to the Supreme Court on this, we don't even think this will be necessary. Let me start there by saying we're going to win outright. But should those three extra days of ballots matter, we believe we'll prevail at the Supreme Court. But again, we don't think we're even getting there because we're going to win Even if the person voted on voting 000. day, even if they voted on November 3rd in Pennsylvania because they were told that that was okay to do, you're going to throw their, toss their ballot no, out if we, it doesn't come in believe, until the day after or two days after? No, we believe every vote on election day should be counted, but it's those that arrive after the election day that we are fighting in court. Even if they already voted on November 3rd, which is the postmark? We're, we're fighting for those that are after November 3rd. We want election day ballots to be counted, and we will prevail. And I think okay. that it will be a mere hypothetical what we're talking about now because we will prevail by 40,000 votes estimated in the state of Pennsylvania. Real quickly, Kaylee, the, the, they're losing by like 70,000 right now. And that's that. Uh, and just so just for anybody who's confused, she's talking about like Pennsylvania. Uh, and this is where I think I can't remember if the Supreme Court or, or I think it was Supreme Court. Right. Uh, I think it was Alito who had that terrible fucking speech recently, um, who basically said that they had extended the that uh, votes that were postmarked by the third election day. I think they could arrive up to like four or five days afterwards and they could still be counted. So what they did was they said, no. So they segmented them off. So anything that arrived, even if they, they put it in the mail on November 3rd, and it was postmarked on November 3rd. If it arrived anytime after that, they segmented those off and they, they haven't counted those yet. So even without those votes where they tried this bullshit, he's still losing by like 70,000 votes in Pennsylvania. And here's this idiot saying they believe outright they're going to be up by and win by 40,000 votes. She should never have another die fucking job. with the lie. She's going to die with the lie. She should never have another job ever again. Like, but you know she will. And I'm just like, she's lying to all your faces right there. She knows that's not going to happen. No, they're not going to happen, but, you know... If I can, if you, you, you saw the subtle groundwork there being, not even subtle, the groundwork there being laid. If we get this to the Supreme Court, we'll win. Yeah, because you stack the Supreme Court. That's always been Trump's goal, mm -hmm. right? Like when, when Roy Moore, the uh, pedophile that lost the Senate race in Alabama, um, when he lost, he said these votes weren't valid. And I said, yo, this is what Trump is going to do when he loses the election. He's just going to say the votes went valid and get it up to court. And try to find a judge sympathetic to his case to get it up to the Supreme Court. That's his end game, and that's what terrifies me. Well, well it, um, it, it terrifies me too. But you know, you know, it, it terrifies me. But only if they could get the Supreme Court. The the what right. what what what's made it so good for me, and which, why I I'm now I was worried about that too. The reason why I'm not no longer worried about the Supreme is getting to the Supreme Court is Trump, like everything, has picked not the best people but the worst people. And so enter Four Seasons Landscaping Company.
in which these idiots thought they were booking the the <laughs> the four season the the parking lot of the four seasons hotel, and instead they booked a the the parking lot of a landscaping company like ten miles away. And and who is the genius behind all this? The legal guru, the legal mastermind, the person who's going to take this battle for Trump all the way to the Supreme Court and win, none other than Uncle Fester himself, Rudy Giuliani. And there is an article in Political that says, Giuliani wrecks campaign's well-laid legal plans. And I have to say, (laughs) there is nothing more satisfying then seeing Rudy, America's mayor. Again, I remember this. I'm old enough to remember Rudy Giuliani being called America's mayor because he was mayor during 9-11 and somehow didn't, I don't know, swallow his own tongue. Um, President Trump's senior campaign aides were, were gathered in their headquarters Saturday morning when the word emerged that Rudy Giuliani, Giuliani would be holding a news conference in the parking lot of a Philadelphia landscaping a business. They knew that meant trouble. Senior campaign aide scurried to organ to urge organizers to kill the event, infamously staged at the wrong Four Seasons, a landscaping building, a landscaping business adjacent to a adult bookstore and crematory. Uh, that, it's not an adult bookstore; it's a sex toy stop shop, shop as well. Give them their to- literally give them the toys, <laughs> give them their dues. All right, they also sell dildos. Um, but Giuliani plowed ahead anyway, delivering a conspiracy-filled rant that undercut the legal strategy that President advisors had meticulously mapped out. In the run-up to the election. Not only that, but I, the video I love the most about this is uh, the race got called for Joe Biden, or uh, not, Pennsylvania got called for Joe Biden, and the race got called for Joe Biden during right before the, the thing stopped. So some of the some of the reporters actually left. There's video of them actually going like, wait, why are we here? <laughs> and they left. And then somebody asked Rudy Giuliani about this, and that's when he goes, oh, the media call. And then he does that whole media call. Like, it's just, mwah. It's it's so good. So good. Campaign officials described the episode as disastrous, saying it scared off many of the lawyers they spent months recruiting who now no longer wanted to be involved with the campaign already facing exceedingly long odds in his recount efforts. There was widespread concerns within Trump world and GOP circles that Giuliani's antics are thwarting the president's legal machinery uh, from within. I can't imagine that a rational person in the general public wouldn't be adversely affected by the way he conducts himself, said Barry Richard, who represented George W. Bush in the 2000 uh, Florida recount. Yeah, Giuliani has taken on a heightened role. The president on Friday appointed him to oversee new post-election litigation. The move, which was first reported by the New York Times, has distressed top campaign officials and other advisors who worry Giuliani's Hail Mary ploys will damage Trump's reputation. First of all, you can't damage something that's already in the toilet. And particularly harm his future political aspirations. One can hope. One can only hope. Like... Have you read some of the uh, some of the, the rulings from the from the uh, from the judges who are who are taking some of these um, taking some of these uh, these cases? Oh, I have, and I gotta say, it's been pretty funny because uh, the, the common thread here is what the fuck, man, get the shit off. No, I'm not touching this. I'm not gonna fuck up my job. And these, some of these are we can call them. Trump sympathizing judges that are basically saying, I'm not about to fuck up my license <laughs> on your stupidity. 
it's the it's the one thing that I have to that 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 Trump and and these people like. There's still a lot to be concerned about with Republicans in some of these conservative judges, but they also got to remember like some of them are also thinking about like you said, self preservation. I'm not fucking up my shit, you know, ruling something that is this bad. Not only that, but like the the even the legal teams they put together themselves, even the legal teams that come forward and they're like. Oh wait, wait, wait! We're not gonna lie for Trump when our legal license are on the line. <laughs> like uh, one of the one of the one of the legal firms has, has dropped out. They basically said they can no longer represent him. Um, there's been several times when they've been saying voter fraud, and they did all this. And then the like, there was one case about how they um, they were trying to claim that uh, the Trump campaign didn't have uh, any challengers or observers in the in 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 the room, and the judge is basically like. So you guys didn't have any there? It's like, oh no, no, we did. It's like, then why are we here? <laughs> it's like, like reading the transcripts of these are just hilarious. The judge is like, then what are you arguing? If you were in the room, if you're saying that there was no voter fraud, if you're saying that these people were like, are you are you trying to argue something else? Like, no, right, case dismissed. Get the fuck out of here. Like every like they lost four of them on Friday. Four of them in Pennsylvania, they lost all four. You know, it's like. And as people said, like people are like maybe worried about the recounts. Recounts don't don't like the he has a larger lead in Georgia than he does in Arizona. I think he's up to like what like seventeen thousand votes in Georgia now. Like that a recount's not going to change those votes. You know, it's like he lost. <laughs> he's lost the election just flat out. No one's gonna. Die. Yeah, it's it's been. And- while it has been enjoyable watching, you know, the the the, the spiral and the abject humiliation. Um, again, until I get that visual of him being escorted by the U.S. Marshals out of the White House, um, fool me once, shame on me. <laughs> fool, fool me twice, you, you, you never do it again. You're not gonna fool me again. <laughs> For those who don't know, that was another Bush issue. <laughs> God damn it. So, God, he was so the fucking, worst. So oh, goddamn God stupid. God, he was such a stupid fucking person. Yo, um, yo. Um, before before we go on, I have to say I'm I'm quite disappointed Rick Santorum finally beat Google. Like he yo, finally I'm, beat Google. Yo, the kids today will never know the joy of looking up Googling Rick Santorum's name and seeing Santorum. The first thing for Santorum is the dictionary definition of the frothy mixture of what was it? The frothy mixture of like that, the frothy yeah. mixture that happens between like your your your, your on your grundle or like it was it was just like that was that was the thing, and that's what that honestly Google defeated Rex Santorum, and I'm mad that he's back, and I feel like he's only back now because Google fixed it so you can no longer Google bomb people, but that is what killed Rex Santorum, <laughs> and I was so happy because I no longer saw this raging homophobe on my screen. Like it's like if yeah like. Let's not lose sight of the fact that Rick Santorum is a horrid human being. He is the human personification of the frothy mixture of fecal matter that uh, surrounds the anus. Yes. He's the human personification of that. Yes. Um, That is the the definition of a Santorum. Um, Yeah, no, he's a horrible person. Like, it's, it's him, Jerry Falwell, when Jerry Falwell was alive. Um, All, like, they, this was the, this was the, 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 the huge member, like, the religious right, the people we see now that was back in Trump, like that was Rick that was Rick Santorum before. You know? Him, Michelle Bachman, 
Like all these really, really terrible fucking people. And the fact that, that CNN has him up there with Van Jones cooning ass all the fucking time drives me fucking insane. It's part of the reason which, where the media does fuck up. You cannot normalize people like that. Rick Santorum yeah. should not be normalized. He's a raging homophobe. He's a raging transphobe. He is, he is racist. He is bigoted. He does not deserve to be on the screen. He should also be deplatformed. I don't give a fuck if he's a former, was he a, uh, was he, was he ever, was he a Senator or was he a house of representative member? I can't remember. I think he might've been. A oh senator. God. I think he was a Senator. I think he was a Senator, was a senator too. Yeah. I think it was a Senator. I think he was a Senator. Like, I don't give a fuck if he was a former Senator or not. Like he should not be there. This is somebody who actively campaign and probably still I, I say it actively I, I say it like in past tense but he probably still does it against the rights of the LGBTQ community he is literally against civil rights this is not somebody that should be given agency anywhere and so yeah um one more funny thing about Trump and then we'll, we'll just wrap up with some 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 other stories here um, Donald Trump Jr.'s girlfriend, Kimberly Guilfoyle, Gilf- you remember her from her um, rousing um, uh, Ladies for Hitler speech at the RNC. Um, there's a report um, that said uh, Kimberly uh, Guilfoyle uh, offered lap dances to the big ticket fundraisers who gave Trump the most money. On Saturday, Political reported that the Trump campaign and Republicans are beginning to point blame for the president's loss, including one of the senior officials' sexually inappropriate behavior at campaign functions. Senior campaign and GOP officials vented that Trump's finance team, led by former Fox News TV host and Donald Trump Jr. girlfriend, Kimberly Gofoyle, underperformed and was an HR nightmare. Trump couldn't compete with Biden's small-dollar fundraising machine, and some donors were horrified by what they described as Guilfoyle's lack of professionalism. She frequently joked about her sex life, and at one fundraiser, offered a lap dance to the donor who gave the most money. Republican Party and and campaign officials were convinced that Guilfoyle's team, which were beset by infighting and departures, was vastly underperforming. There was anger over the abrupt cancellation of their late uh, September fundraiser with the president that was supposed to rake in as much as $15 million ahead of the third quarter deadline. Um, for all the talk about the Democrats and, and them and fighting things like that, I think that one thing that's given that, that I think both scares me and I'm hoping it also might be a, a good thing for Republic uh, for, for Democrats is, you know, there's a lot of talk about Trump deciding that he'll probably, Trump's going to try to run in 2024. We all know he's, his ego will not allow him to lose to Biden like this. Um, the only thing I can hope for is that this co- continues to cause some turmoil in the Republican party. Cause I know that they all rallying behind him around right now. I think it'll be harder for them trying to do this to do a Biden who is generally liked, um, by most people. And is seen as, you know, Joe Biden, he, he's, he's a cunning, smart man. And I think he'll use some of this stuff. And again, it's just, I hate to say it, but he's an old white man too. And America loves old white men. And um, part of me is hoping I've already seen a little bit because they they you know, you know it was a Dan Crenshaw who is a, he's a terrible uh, Texas a GOP rep himself, but even he was arguing with the new QAnon member of the Republican Party. So I'm hoping that these people start tearing themselves apart inside because they've now have let in the crazy, and they're now beholden to it. 
And so I'm really hoping that Dim can pull out the win in Georgia and get that 50-50, you know, split. You know, I'm not going to hold out. I'm hoping they can do it, but, like, I know it's going to be – it's really, really hard. Um, If they can do that, man, it would be so good because I think the Republican Party at that point will literally start imploding on itself. Right. Like, the the seeds planted by Sarah Palin and the Tea Party are bearing fruit, and – I mean, they can win you some elections in some places, but as a whole, it is untenable, mm-hmm. right? Like it worked against Hillary in large part because you had a 30-year dis- disinformation camp- misinformation campaign against Hillary Clinton um, that made people not like her, um, not just your base, but even some on the left not like her because of that disinformation campaign, Um but against the, the the general misogyny threat, like I said, just against another white guy, kind of can't do any of that stuff. So well, that's what they're trying to do. They try to call him a socialist, and they couldn't couldn't call him a socialist because it's Joe Biden, right? You know, it, even, it, it, it's also, again, yeah. socialist. That, that that's just code for nigger lover. Yeah, and that doesn't stick. Yeah, you know, it's you know, uh, it, like I said, even the Hunter Biden stuff they try to hit him with didn't stick you know it's like again also thing because he's a old white guy and he had an old white woman before and it did it would have stuck you know so i think it's interesting i'm 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 cautiously optimistic about biden i i i, I know i've seen a lot of people kind of jump at some of the things already you know the, this talk of him he's gonna I, I also want people to, to remember every time a democrat gets into it get, becomes president there's always talk about them putting a Republican in their cabinet. It rarely goes the way people, the media think it's going to be. And I'm also tired of the media making it seem like they never ask that of a Demo- of a Republican. If a Republican wins, they never go, well, are they going to put Democrats in their, in their cabinet? But every time the, the Democrats win and literally beat back the, the worst president ever and, and the worst people ever, there's a, well, can you guys, you know, um, you know, reach across the aisle? Like, you know, Trump supporters are human too. I'm like, no, they're not. They're Nazis. Nazi lives don't matter. I, I fully fucking believe that shit. All right. You know, um, you can say what you want about uh, uh, Quentin Tarantino. He's definitely problematic. But the thing I love uh, in, in, in Glorious Bastards was this idea of branding the Nazis so they couldn't just go back home to their normal jobs and their normal lives, pretending like they weren't Nazis. Oh, please brand the fuck out of these, these Trump 2020 people. You know, put the tattoos on your, you know, put the, put the big, wear the flag, tattoo it on your arm, put the, put the 20, you know, MAGA on your fucking forehead. You're ne- I'm never going to let this, you're never going to let this shit down. We can't go back to normal. You know, never, you, spin, you I mean, the, the, uh, I think a lot of, a lot of the media, a lot of some, 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 some white people are really big on this. I don't think they understand. It's like, no, 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 no. You're right. It's a lot of people. 72 million people voted for this man. And they're like, you can't just ignore them. Yes, the fuck you can because they lost still. They're still a minority. So yes, the fuck we can't ignore them. Let them kick and scream. Let them be that. But deplatform the fuck out of them. Stop giving them credibility for what they're saying because they're not credible. They should never be credible. You know? Like they literally campaigned against civil rights. They campaigned for bigger... It's not even they campaigned, they campaigned against. Let me stop saying that. They campaigned for bigotry and racism. Because it was very direct. You know? They campaigned and are still campaigning for death 
when it comes to COVID. I, I, I still can't get over this idea that people keep pretending like we got to choose between the economy and, 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 and lockdowns and we just can't go back to that. I'm like, motherfucker, every study says that if you guys have locked down, passed stimulus, give funds to the people who can't go to work, your economy will bounce back. You'll get the values under control. You'll, 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 your economy will be fine. It's not an either-or situation. Only we're making it either-or. Every other country in the world has done this. Every other country but the United States. And that's the frustrating part. Literally every other country battling this has done this. They found the money to give their people to make them stay home. Because that, that's the thing. You can't just lock down and say, cool, you're on your own. Because people are going to be like, yo, how am I going to make these payments? If these people are still saying, yo, the bill is due, I got to go to work. Well, if you're going to be working anyways, I may as well, you know, show up. And that's how mm-hmm. the virus spreads. That's why we have over 200, close to 300,000 deaths. And yeah, you, 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 they found the money. Republican Mitch McConnell found the money for their donor class, their billionaire buddies, but you can't find the money for the people. Like that, that is such an easy, that is such an easy message to run on, right? It has to be locked out of the economy or we lock down and give you money so that you don't have to worry about where your bills are going to come from. But Republicans don't want to do that because once you get people on what is effectively a basic living wage or a basic living income from the government, they're like, yo, why can't we just have this period? Yeah. Then it's, then it's cancel Christmas, right? Just like with healthcare. Once people got it, they're like, well, shit, why would I go back to this? Why would I go back to not having it? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's all these things. Like once you people will come kid and scream and tell you give it to them, they're like, wait, I actually like this. I want this. You know, it's the same thing with the voting. Now that they fought so hard against voter, like it's gonna be, and that's why they're trying so hard to, to talk about voter fraud that doesn't exist. Which, by the way, I just saw a hilarious tweet. Some uh, MSNBC said President Trump and the GOP are now zero and five in the Philadelphia lawsuits. Um, somebody retweeted a quote tweeted and said, "Still could win the NFC East." Yo, they can win the NFC East. That is a possibility. I'm like, I'm four, like, I'm four like, wins will get you the NFC right, East. Right, four. Right. I, I, had do, I had to do the Alonzo Morning gift going like, well, I mean, niggas got the point. You know, maybe the, you know, maybe, maybe the Trump's campaign should switch strategies. Stop trying to win Pennsylvania. Try winning the NFC East. You got to still think got a shot. Washington team football. I think they could beat Washington team football. Yeah, I think I'm so. I'm just, you know, what is the Washington football team's record right now? Aren't they over? I think I, they're over. I, no, I think they won one. They won something. They did win. I thought they won at least two. I'm not watching, but like, I think they won at least two. I think. Because then they beat the Cowboys that one time. Hold on, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Oh, they won two. They're two and six. <laughs> you are correct. They, they won two. Yes, you are correct. I just looked it up myself. I'm like, wait, I'm not actually watching the team. Yeah, no, I'm not watching either. It's like, I also, I'm just, oh, man, talk, talk, talk about, talk about a, a, a um, a sport outfits that it, that is convinced itself that it's going to limp to the, the finish line. Like they actually announced, I think the weekend for like the Super Bowl uh, halftime show. I'm like Super Bowl, really? <laughs> oh no, they're, they're going to get to. The, they looked at baseball and baseball canceled. Hold on, because I think in September they said like baseball canceled up to forty games. They said, yeah. look, we're getting to the we're getting to the World Series. Right, right. It doesn't matter how many bodies we got to step over. We're getting to. And football has made the decision to treat COVID the same way they treat concussions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Next what? man up. Right. And that right. is the, the, and yes, the horrible implications of treating concussions that way, doubly so with COVID. And they just said, nah, next man up. 
right? Like I, I Cam got COVID, Cam came back, Cam looked horrible. And instead of people saying, hey, we know that there's some neurological damage associated with COVID, Cam is admitted in interviews to having brain fog. Maybe just maybe we should take this a little bit seriously. The discourse around sports media was Cam is washed up. Yo, I saw that too. I was again, I'm not watching, but I've seen the news. I'm like, wait, they benched him. I was like, he was like, watch. I'm like, didn't he? I was like, I was I was so confused. I was like, wait, didn't he get COVID? Yo, not he... only did he have COVID in interviews, he has complained about having brain fog, which is one of the neurological like after effects right. of having COVID. People complain of having brain fog. It's like having early onset Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. And those were the symptoms Cam was described. Like he himself said he was feeling those sorts of things. I'm like, yo, this isn't good. Right. Um, that kid in Clemson, Trevor Lawrence, he got it. He was saying that he couldn't breathe after he tested negative for it. He was like, yo, I still can't breathe. Right. That's just... uh, Westbrook got it in the bubble, and he didn't start looking right until months after. The kid from Miami, Kendrick Nunn, he got it, and he didn't start feeling right until the literal final. So I'm like, yo, this isn't something you just bounce back from. These are peak athletes. Right. Peak athletes and, and COVID and don't the, give a shit. And the NFL has said we are getting to a Super Bowl and I don't care how many bodies we gotta step up. Like I'm I'm convinced Tom Brady could catch COVID and be sidelined for a couple like be sidelined for a month. And the NFL would say, and like that that's how serious they are about this money. They will let their golden boy die from this before they and give up that Super Bowl ad money. It just adds to the other reasons why I'm not watching. NFL football. I'm not watching any football. I'm barely watching any sports now, anyway. But I'm, um, like I'm down. I'm, I'm literally down now to uh, like I, I, I love basketball for a while, not because of anything, just because it's just sometimes the games are on too late. Um, basketball is literally the only thing I can watch now. Um, because they're the only ones that halfway decent. Because I can't watch UFC anymore. Um, because that's just gone. I mean, some of my favorite fighters are full MAGA and shit. Well, Dana White at the top is let a lot of it to happen. So. There's no enjoy. I get no enjoyment out of watching MMA anymore. Unfortunately, even though I love the sport, I just can't watch it because I know some of the the fighters are literally not only are they fucking morons, but they're also racist conspiracy theory morons. Just takes the fun out of it, you know. Yeah, you know? it's it's where it's where the it's the opposite of the stick to sports. It's like I wish they could stick to sports because they're literally no, they're literally at this time. This, this is where stick to sports matters to me. It's like when you have no fucking idea what you're talking about and you're not advocating for civil rights. But rather for, you know, like Jorge Masvidal is like that's, a great that's fighter. The one that broke me. Yo, he that's the one that broke me. He broke me, man. Like great fighter. Uh, I used to love him to death. This motherfucker was on on Twitter after the election, basically pushing voter fraud conspiracy theories, and I was just yeah. like, I I I can't do it. I I can't do it. And I've known he's been MAGA for a while, and some of the time I can I can get rid. I can just put it behind. My, but I'm like. That's going too fucking far, man. It's not just it's not just that you support the guy. It's not just that you're kind of fucking racist. Right? It's that now you're now spreading that out to more people. You know, it's like, right. like with, with, with Masvidal, I I I hadn't known, but I had guessed because I, I heard him on Levertard talking about um his dad fleeing Cuba, and I was like, mm-hmm. okay, you know I can kind of guess where your political leanings lie, but I'm not gonna I'm just going to separate that because I enjoy the rest of that interview and I enjoy you as a person. And then he was pushing that voter fraud. So I was like, God. Yeah. It's like, what can you do? Yeah. Man? Yeah. Like, what can you do? <sighs> like, it, it, 
it becomes impossible to separate the people from the politic, right? Like right. with Colby with Covington, his whole shtick is I'm the MAGA fighter, right? And uh, your boy, what was it, Woodley? Yeah. Yeah, he bought into that. Well, um, so, but, you know, here's the thing, though. To... Here's the thing. I hate Kobe. Don't get me wrong. I've, Kobe hits me less than Jorge does, right? Because for me, well, Kobe, you like Jorge. Well, one, I like him, but also it's because, like, Kobe, he, he feels like an act. I'm not saying yeah. that he's. I'm not saying he's not mad. I'm not saying he doesn't believe this shit. But it's like it's it's almost like pro wrestling. It's it's yeah, the he, um. He's gone full it, wrestling. It, it, deal it's with the it. it's the um, uh, um, uh, Conor McGregor, right? Where it's like, oh, this is kind of like when 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 Conor McGregor's not being full Conor McGregor, he's still an asshole, but he's not he's not like that. It's a, it's an act, right? I can. I can overlook that. Still, fuck you. I hope you lose, and 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 fuck you for even exploiting that because it's not funny. Um, but but fine. But like when you see somebody like Jorge, he's like he's a true believer. It's like oh no, you. I can't even question whether you right. believe this or not. Right? It's not just that you're doing it to exploit it, which is bad enough. You actually believe this shit. You actually believe, and you're spreading it to other. And it's like oh my god, this is. This is terrible. This is even worse. It's even worse. So, oh man, what can I say? What can I say? But hey, only what sixty more days, sixty nine, sixty eight more days, and then hopefully Trump is dragged out of the office. Like I, I, I need the U.S. Marshal there. I need them hand on the hole. I know they're not going to walk him out at gunpoint, but if there's hand on the holster, him walking out, so the implication is there. That'll, that'll oh, be, I oh, think that's what we as a nation. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm, I'm, I'm the prediction now. I'm making the prediction because again, not doing an insane check in January. Hopefully, not doing an insane check in January. I hope I'm not. <laughs> um, Trump's gonna be long gone. He's not gonna be there. He's not gonna go through the process that you normally see in terms of the typical transfer of power of the previous president being there for the inauguration of this at the next, regardless of how they felt him. Because Obama was at his inauguration. Didn't like it, but was there. I don't think that Trump and his people are going to be there for Biden because he's so upset that he's lost. He doesn't believe that he's lost. He can't believe that he's lost to the guy who sleepy Joe in his basement. He can't believe he lost to the guy. Right. I do. And the way he's acting right now, I do not see he's a sore loser. I do not see Trump putting on the be. I mean, do you do you see him actually? Going through the formal process of the transfer of power, and I don't mean that the the legal process of oh God, like no. he's gone. The the oh God, actual no. pomp and circumstance be- between the inauguration of a new pre- a new president, where he has to sit there and not be the focus of himself, where it's the focus is gonna be somebody else other than not only just the focus of somebody else, but the person who beat him handedly. There's I'm sorry, there is no way that Donald Trump is at the inauguration of Joseph Biden. Absolutely no. He lost to Joe Biden and a black woman? <laughs> what? Ain't no way in hell Donald Trump was at that fucking inauguration. He's going to move out of the... He's going to move out and do like he's doing today where he drove past his protesters and went golfing. He's, he was golfing when he, when he found out that he lost the election. He's going to be golfing during the inauguration, guys. Yeah, that's, like that, that's what he mark does. my words. He's gonna, he's not gonna be there. He can't not be at somewhere where he's at the center of fucking attention. You know, and Mike Pence because Mike Pence a fucking lap dog ain't gonna be there either. 
You know, the only thing I'm worried about right now is not, I'm not worried about the whole, he's not going to concede. No, he doesn't need to concede. This is a law. He's going to be gone. And the electors, what they're going to try to do, like, it's going to go to Biden, right? I'm more worried about him, his his delays and his his hand-wringing that, that causes harm to Biden's transition team. And the only reason why I think that it's not as bad as I thought it would be is because Joseph, Joe Biden has been there before. Kamala Harris was Kamala Harris was a is, is a U.S. senator, right? So I'm not worried about them um, not being able to hit the ground running because um, Joe Joe Biden's been there before, and so he knows who to talk to. He knows how he knows how he knows what to do, right? And that's the only thing that's literally saving us at this point because of the fact that they can't even do the the, the most basic things right now because the GSA is not certifying the results. Is absurd, and all because Donald Trump is a giant crybaby and a sore loser. It's fucking ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. But hey, come January twentieth, that motherfucker's gone. Hell, he'll again. He'll be gone before then. He'll be gone before then. He's not gonna officially step. He's not gonna officially step down. I, and I am. I am wondering. I, I, I am wondering how legally he is handled going forward. Because the motherfucker has to be scared of going to jail. Because <laughs> Joe Biden clinging to power right now, because right. the only thing keeping him out of jail is the gentleman's agreement of we're not going to arrest a sitting president. Right, and that's not a law. <laughs> right. That's a gentleman's what, agreement. Was it, was it, was it uh, Letitia Adams or whatever her name is in, in the Southern District Court of New York? <laughs> Just sitting there, yep. sitting there waiting in the wings. <laughs> Sees that Jim from the office meme of looking through the fucking shades. Just looking, at this waiting, just like smiling, like. Wait, you out of you out of office? You ain't got them. You got you ain't got them productions again. Hmm. Hmm. Let me holler at you real quick. Let's, let's have a conversation, uh, Mister Trump. Let's have a con- Let's have a conversation. All right, man. Let's get out of here. I got I got to cut the grass again today. Um, <laughs> yard work. Um. Tell uh tell folks what you got going on and where they can find you on social media, man. Uh, Twitter LJ ninety three fifths podcast. You can find us. Anywhere except Spotify. Um, just search Three Fifths Podcast, and yeah, I don't, I don't know when officially we're going to come back because Eric and Bree had a baby, nice, uh, bouncing baby girl, and they're enjoying being new parents. Um, I'm enjoying being a veteran parent. Uh, <laughs> so we, you need that break, man. You need that break. God, the break is so real. Like when 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 you said you were you were t- scaling back the insanity check, I'm like, I get it, dude. Like I hundred percent get it. That there we do have stuff recorded, and I don't know when I want to release actually no, I do know when I want to release it. Um, but it won't be anytime soon. It, it you might get new stuff 2021. You might get new stuff 2021. But like the the, the space I am now, the, the content we create is just like I'm not creating stuff to generate more of an audience. I'm just creating stuff because I think it's cool, and I think the people that rock with us will think it's cool too. Oh, that's I'm completely yeah. I'm gonna be on that level down too. It's like, listen, you, you, I'm not trying to grow. I'm not trying to get that uh, that that Rod and Karen influencer chicken money from Spotify. Uh, I, I'm just trying to benefits. Yeah, I ain't trying to you know I ain't trying to you know you know that's how I know my niggas have made it. They get they they get them influencer church's chicken sandwiches and shit. Uh, no, at this point, Rod DM me. I was like, "Oh, he made it, made it." He right, made right, it. right, right, right. I'm over here looking. Oh, this nigga's. Oh, you getting church DMing you? Okay, 
you know, first of all, the Spotify shit, but the, the, the chicken is when I know you made it, right? When you're getting right. free chicken, when you when a nigga's getting free chicken, you know, mama, I made it. So, um, I'll you have 48 hours to respond. Right, man. Right, right. And, and the fact is, honestly, the truth of matters, I'm just too fucking busy at work. <laughs> They're killing your boy at work, guys. So, um, yeah. but yeah, I, I totally understand, man. It's just like... You get in where you can fit in, and at this point, man, it's like you know we do this because we love it, and it and it actually is a good release, man. And honestly, sometimes, honestly, honest answer, guys, I if you guys notice what they say check these days, I haven't even really been doing some of the 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 uh, this last few, haven't really been doing the the um the segments because honestly, sometimes I just want to talk to my friends and you guys to hear the conversations. It's really what it is. Sometimes, sorry, not sorry. Yeah, man. Like I, I, I gotta say, one thing COVID has taken away from us is we, we. I haven't been by the studio. I gotta say, yeah. I, I, I miss that. Uh, that morning drive, just going back up there to uh, to see the studio. So, I miss soon, it. As soon as we all get vaccinated and we're it's all safe again and and people are, are are good, I can't wait to have people over and actually do that kind of shit, man. Because I got a nice, it's a nicer setup now too, man. I got a, there's a couch in here, there's a big screen TV. Like we we gonna be living large when we come up here. This man, I can't wait. I can't wait for people to finally come oh, up you, here and shave it. Yeah, man. You can do like the the, the official podcast. You just have a yeah. camera set up. Everyone sitting on the couch. Well, that's, a, well, that's, a, that's a funny thing, right? It's like now that I got the official, I got the official studio. I'm also like on some. I don't really want to do this no more. I don't want to do this much anymore, right? So now it's like, <laughs> right. oh man, it's like. So I don't know. Maybe I'm saying I'm saying the end seems to come down, but it's like. Once everything opens back up, maybe there's going to be like six more episodes. I don't know. Like, we'll see. Well, the other thing is, maybe we just start recording the Playing Dead. Like that that's mm. that's the Playing Dead setup. Yeah, this is true. This is true. There'll be other things, so we'll see. Um, man, Jonathan, thank you for joining me. Guys, as we've been saying, like the last Antony check, um, at least regular Antony check, it's coming next month. And you guys might have noticed that there's, there's a few people that had not been on the show yet. Uh, this year, and of course, we're going to end with them. I'm bringing Rod and Karen on next month to to end the, my run on the Insanity Check. So I'll be joining um, with the new uh, the, the new Spotify King and Queen, uh, Rod and Karen next month. Uh, so stay tuned for that. We're going to. I'm just I, I, honestly, honest answer, selfish answer about Joe Biden winning the election. I'm just happy these last two episodes of the Insanity Check can be a more joyous event than right. if he had won. Because I'll be goddamn. If he had lost, y'all might not have gotten two more episodes. <laughs> if, 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 if Joe Biden had lost, y'all might not have gotten two episodes. I might have ended it on the 30th. That last one with Aaron might have been the last show. And I've been like, y'all motherfuckers are going to deal because I can't deal with this shit no more. So y'all lucky that Biden won because you're going to get at least two, you got at least two more episodes coming for the insanity check. <laughs> Right. Oh, two more man. regular, two episodes. more regular episodes. Who knows whenever Jay. you'll be motivated to to yeah. crank one out. Oh yeah, every now and then it'll be one that just hops on the feed. So you want to keep the feed around. So, all right, folks. Uh, thank you guys very much for listening. Uh, until next time, we're out of here. Peace. <laughs>